Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Mean Green Nation podcast. Welcome to it. We spent approximately like 35 minutes trying to make sure we can record ourselves. So uh, we're going to try our best to say something interesting. Uh, first, listen to this. You got to have an introduction. That's what they tell me in podcasting time. Uh, with me as usual, again, from his like vacation is Mr. Aldo Vigna. How are you doing on this fine Monday evening? Doing good. It is October. I'm getting ready for not sweltering weather. Got my Halloween decorations up. Uh, yeah, you know, we did the same thing. I, I bought sort of like, uh, sort of spur of the moment, but I mean, we were there to buy some things, but there was like a nine foot ghost. It was like a Home Depot and we we're getting this and that, whatever. And, uh, you know, my kids were like, look at that ghost. I was like, it was like the one left. It was like $79, which is a lot of money. But oh, I was like, you know what? Whatever, it's fine. I don't care. It was like the perfect time where it's like you know, like you just you're like you know what? I don't I don't care anymore. Yeah, fine. Let's do it. Yeah, because I mean, mood. I I made it work in my head just to being like you know what, we're gonna have this one for like all the Halloweens, I guess. Are we better? You know what I mean? And uh, I guess our this house is a little taller than the last one we have, and so we set out our Halloween things we had. We broke. I went down the basement, dug up some things, and uh, I mean, it, it kind of looks small. So I was like, we do need something taller. So they got me at the right time. It was a little too much money, but, you know, again, my kids were like, oh, I want the goats. So I was like, all right, fine, it's fine, whatever. We, and me and the wife have never been real Halloween people. Yeah. Except for the occasional po- college party. Uh, but now with kids, they want everything. <laughs> they want a paper mache machine or the, the blow-up machine. There is a Peppa Pig down the street that is one of those blow-up with the yeah, air kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> they want one of those. Um, so I ended up getting one of those, uh, stake lights that you stick in the ground yeah. and it goes like halfway down the flower bed. <laughs> and so now it looks super empty. Now I got to go back to the store and get more things to fill it up. So, yeah, I mean, uh, that, thanks, that's, that's literally what happened. Cause we went like sort of into September, October 1st and I got like a $20 cat holding a pumpkin. We're like, okay, that'll be it. That's all I'm going to get. But then I realized it's not going to really work. And so I was like, I guess that seven, the ghost is the only nine foot thing there. We need a tall one because <laughs> it's, or else, you know, it, else it looks weird, you know? Anyway, so there you go. Adventures in bi weekdom. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the mean green one. That's why everybody feels good right now in this bi week. We're talking Halloween stuff. Man, well, sure was slow in Home Depot. Good times had by all. Uh, Alda, you didn't really get to see the game, if I, re- if I remember that right. Is that, is that correct? That's right. That's right. Did I you had get a chance? Other engagements. Did you get a chance to watch it on ESPN Plus? No, no, that's I did fine. not watch it. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I watched it twice. Right? When I was like doing a bunch of trainings, I was like, you know what? I'll keep one eye on how not to harass my, you know, employees. <laughs> it says the employee, you know, and then I'll keep one eye on the game that I already saw. So just kind of watch for some moments. I think a couple things, right? Um, Pitch count. There's there's an Austinani pitch count. I'm a firm believer in this, right? I watched a little baseball this weekend. Went, to, you know, I saw the 
Cardinals blow a lead uh, live and in person. Um, now I was trying to see Albert Pujols last couple at bats, and you know, um, I, it just got me around to thinking again that you know, yeah, Austin Ani just needs a pitch count. That when he's throwing fewer passes, we're good. I did enjoy your you know like forty passes, 40, 40 interceptions. Let's go, let's do it. Uh, but I think that it, we're better when Ani's not throwing that that often. And you know, watching him compete against uh, Cozy Perry was, uh, you know, I guess just it sealed it for me. I mean, there's a reason he's not throwing more, right? Because we're winning. And so we don't need him. We're not in desperation mode and telling him to throw down the field, throw down the field. Yeah, I mean, it, they, they all kind of go together, right? It's the same way like the Dallas Cowboys right now. Like if Cooper Rush is throwing for 45, uh, no, throwing 45 passes a game, then the Cowboys are in big trouble. Uh, they're winning in spite of that dude. Just, you know, he's driving the bus and he throws the occasional good pass. North Texas doesn't have as good of a defense. Um, although the front uh, three and four, the, the pass rushing guys were getting to Perry. And it was fun to see. I think on one time we got a coverage sack, right? The three front three got a sack. Perry had nowhere to throw it. And that was a concern we had, right? Like we looked around and we saw what North Texas was doing. And we're like, you know what? When they go to zone, they're getting picked apart by good quarterbacks. They're just standing back there and say, oh, he's open. Look at that. Drop it in there. So easy. So fun. Um, so it was good to see. Hey, we'll drop, you know, eight in coverage and get a, get a coverage check. That was good times. Um, will that happen against Louisiana Tech? It's a different story. Uh, Louisiana Tech has had different problems than like an FAU. Um, you know, tech is more, they're talented in different ways. You know, I, I think they're trying to figure out who's going to be their quarterback the, the whole time they had, it was a TCU transfer, right? And I liked what I saw for a little bit against, uh, against, uh, Missouri. I saw Louisiana Tech play Missouri in Columbia, Missouri. You know, they can, they can hit, uh, they can hit some dudes. Their defense is playing, like aggressive, uh, you know, there's there are things to be scared of if you're a North Texas fan, but you know, Tech, you know, they got the, they're they're one and zero, but they're two and three overall. They're not really, I don't think anything as special as you know maybe I thought they would be. You know, I thought they were going to be a little bit like FAU, a little bit like North Texas. Like, well, you know, if you're not careful, they'll jump up and bite you. That kind of deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, they've always been one of those teams that you expect stability from. Uh, for a long, long time uh, on offense, on defense. You know, they may, some years they may not be the conference championships, but they've always been able to hold their own. Yeah, I'm trying to see where they are in like total offense right now because I hadn't looked at it in a second. They're middle of the pack, five games played. Uh, they're averaging 5.76 yards per tote. Uh, well, you know, just per play, which puts them about seventh in the conference behind Charlotte, FAU. North Texas is fourth. UTSA is third. Western, UAB are, are top of the league. That's kind of crazy to see UAB at seven yards per play. Uh, you know, they're, they're usually pretty pretty meh. Uh, and again, I like... Running the ball? No, this is just total yards per play, total offense. Um, you know, like, so it's seven yards per, per play for mm -hmm. UAB. Uh, they're averaging 437 yards a game. You know, Western's averaging 500 yards a game. But in terms of per play, you know... Yeah, per uh, the rate metric, right? Uh, UAB is very efficient. Yeah, 
good stuff. But again, North Texas is fourth, and that's about right. You feel like we're making big plays. We're throwing it deep here and there, getting big runs, good stuff. We're a good offense. A lot of that is running the ball. Uh, but we can, you know, we can find some guys. I like that. Uh, Louisiana Tech, 5.76 again. Nothing too amazing, um, you know, if you put that into context. Uh, like, above them is Charlotte. Again, it's terrible. Below them is Rice, which is, you know, they're, they're okay. They're good. They're solid. They're kind of, I guess they're more scary. They're more curious, I think, Rice is. I know I've been joking. Like, maybe they're good now. Um, so who have they played? They, again, they lost at Missouri. I saw that game live and in person. I was one of the 47,653 uh, people there. And, uh, you know, I like what I saw for a little bit. They gave Missouri a little run. Missouri's kind of a weird team. You know, they gave, uh, uh, what was it, Alabama? What did they play? They played Georgia. That's what it is. They played Georgia kind of close, but Georgia's kind of in a weird spot. Uh, Louisiana Tech beat up Stephen F. Austin, 52-17. to Okay. They played at Clemson, lost 48-20. to uh, They played at South Alabama, lost 38-14. Uh, they played at home against UTEP and won 41-31. So, um, you know, what do you think about that? Does that, does that move your soul any? Um, I think just by that, I mean, it's going to be a high-scoring game. I, I think it, it'll be – these are two almost evenly matched teams in terms of what they can – like they're, how much they're capped on offense and, and how not great they're on defense. Yeah. I mean – if you if you compare like opponents, right? The the UTEP game, um, thirty one thirteen winners were we, and they allowed thirty one points to UTEP. Now it, I don't like doing that because one we played them, you know September first, uh, they played them October eighth. That's a whole month of footballing to practice to to think about getting things on film, a lot of changes there. So you know I don't think it's a it's good to do a one to one comparison that that away. You know. But you can if you want, if that's uh, what you want to do. Uh, let, let me tell you some things about, like, what does this mean? Right? We win this game against Louisiana Tech. This is a team we should beat. It's in the beatable range. We talked about this preseason, and I talked about this last week, is that there's a couple teams that, you know, you're like, all right, if we finished fourth, right? Like, I think UTSA is just a they're a very good team. Uh, they're explosive. They're Three wide receivers are very good, and I don't know that North Texas is going to be able to stop them, especially like in a crucial situation, which is maybe you can hang with UTSA, but they have too many playmakers, right? Um, and they, they just they know how to make plays. They've been in big games. They, they're ready for it. We saw, you know, if you watch the UTSA Western game, um, there was, you know, it was like fourth and two. They went forward. They got it, sealed the deal, right? Western Kentucky is explosive. Um, you know, it, it was sort of a back-and-forth game. So I look at it as like UTSA, number one, maybe UAB up there. And I know UAB is one and one right now. They're kind of slipping a little bit, but I still think they're talented. They're very good. And we saw their yards per play, right? So UTSA, UAB. And then that third one, I originally had, so, you know, it was like Western Kentucky in there, right? That thing, it's clear. Um, and then I originally had like FAU, Louisiana Tech in that little area, kind of back and forth. Well, we beat FAU, right? Now, here's our chance to beat Louisiana Tech. And I think we can kind of creep up there. And if we get to that third or fourth spot, you know, I think that's a good enough season this season, given everything we know. Uh, we, we, you and I agreed upon that. I'm just reminding the listeners of it. Uh, is that about right? Do you still feel that way? Yeah, I mean, um, considering the rest of the schedule, I think, and the fact that we beat FAU, that's that's pretty 
uh, on par with how I'm feeling. All right, so UTSA is two and zero, right? They won home, they won away. I forget who they beat. Uh, oh, they they went to middle, and middle's feeling good about themselves, and they beat middle over there. It was kind of a close game, closer game than maybe uh, I think UTSA fans think it could have been. But middle's playing pretty well. They had just bounced back off a, a win over Miami, you know, the Hurricanes. Uh, but they they've kind of they've lost two in a row now. They're 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 pretty mad now. Um, they lose. They they got blown out by UAB. Uh, all right. So then you have North Texas. We're also two and zero, right? I think I think we're separated by like point total, points allowed right now, or something like that. But whatever. It, it's it's a it's a moot point. We won home. We won away. We beat FAU at home. We won away at Utah. Next is Rice one and zero, and also Louisiana Tech one and zero. They beat UTEP. They're one and zero. So. There you go. We, uh, yeah, I think uh, it's kind of weird. So our, our co- in Conference USA play, we've scored 76. We've allowed 41. UTSA has scored 76, and they've allowed 58. So I don't know why they have us second on that list. I think maybe it's overall record or something. Yeah, it's probably overall record because they're 4-2 overall, and we're in 3-3. Three three. Yeah, it's the only thing I can think of. Um, but, okay, so back to what we're talking about. If we win this game, right, we beat Louisiana Tech, um, we're top of the table, as they say in soccer. We're top of the league, holding on to the number one spot. And I mentioned this last week. I think that playing like a UAB, playing a UTSA, those games are, you know, like a loss. But UAB already picked up a loss, right? They, they lost to Rice. And so, okay, we lose to them, then we're just kind of one and one, and we, we're down on the tiebreaker. I think UAB probably, you know, they're going to pick up a loss or they may pick up a loss head-to-head against UTSA, right? That kind of thing can happen. If that happens, whoever we lose to, we need to we need that team to beat the other team, right? That's what needs to happen. Um, like, we need to beat UTSA, and then we need, uh, like, UAB to beat UTSA, right? Something like that to happen. I think that the league leader is going to have a loss or two. Probably two losses. I, th- I think it's just what's going to happen. But we don't need to finish number one. We can finish number two. I think that'll be fine. Right now, we're in a good spot. Uh, you take care of business, so to speak, against Louisiana Tech. And I don't mean that like Louisiana Tech are walkovers, but that this is gonna this is a team with some flaws, right? You have room to to make them. S- we're at home. You know, what I mean, that's number one. We have some. We have that advantage. Uh, Louisiana Tech has some quarterback mistakes. Uh, will make some quarterbacking mistakes, and uh, you know, like they're they'll give up points on defense. They'll make some mistakes. They'll turn the ball over here and there. They're trying to figure out what they are as a team. That kind of deal. Um, you know, UAB, UTSA. They're closer to being you know the perfect all-around team in terms of Conference USA uh, uh, level than Louisiana Tech is. So you win that, you're three and zero, and then you can you know just let the chips fall where they may elsewhere. I think uh, UAB, oh, UTSA plays at FIU. They're going to win that. Um, and then UAB is at home to Charlotte. They should win that. That's sound about right to you? Uh, for this week, yeah. I mean, uh, UTSA beat Western Kentucky. Yeah. Is that what I heard? Yeah. yeah thir- so 31-28 at home. So UTSA, again, is shaping up to be the best in the West, I guess. Um, are we doing that anymore? No, it's not. It's, 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 it's all one one single table. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And um, like I always feel that that 
you know, I, I repeat it all the time that teams get to win a game they're not supposed to win. Last year, we did that against UTSA. Um, this season, you know, we've got the beatable teams uh, on paper would be Louisiana Tech. And I feel like as bad as they are um, on defense, um, they're they're one of the worst in the conference with, with the rush defense. And we, we're one of the best in the conference in rush offense. And so we can definitely take advantage of that. Um, while I don't like to insulate ourselves, protect ourselves from Ani, um, <laughs> I think we can utilize um, our stable of backs to, to kind of put this game away. Um, I, I'm, I'm feeling confident after the win from last week. I know we still have got some holes, some weaknesses in, here and there, but we can at least keep up with teams that are also not a complete team. Yeah, that, that's comes, what I'm saying. I think that's that's the the problem with the bye week, right? Is that we were making some progress. We, for whatever you want to say about the UNLV game, right? It, it sort of fell apart. It was all on his fault. It was the running backs. It was the, the coaches. Whatever, wherever you want to blame, I'm not gonna tell you you're wrong, right? But I'll say that there was good in there, right? Found Varkey's gums for a long touchdown. Moved the ball up and down the field for a lot. There was a lot of good to be seen. We're like at least a little bit in there. You saw the shape of some good offense, right? Ani was firing the ball around, even though he threw a pick six. Against Memphis, there's the shape of some good offense, even though Ani threw two pick sixes, right? Uh, even though we fumbled at the goal line. There was some good, there was some good stuff there. We saw a continuation of that um, in the FAU game. A lot of good stuff, right? Moving the ball up and down, some clever play calling. They, uh, you know, they ran some, some wild eagle, uh, they they ran Stone Earl and hopefully Stone Earl had two weeks you know he had two weeks to heal up you know hopefully he's feeling better, uh, but you know they at the very least had two weeks to think of some other clever plays they're like hey look at me Jace let me see you running for him can you tuck it can you run it <laughs> you know we know you can't throw it in inbounds at least but can you you know can you run a little bit so something like that right they had two weeks to be clever they don't have to worry about traveling right there's no travel day none of that they don't have to pack up everybody's uh, you know cleats and all that good stuff they stay at home you know i guess they go to a hotel still or whatever um but it's all at home and they it's all for the taking continue that momentum i'm worried about the bye week and that it, you lose a little bit of momentum because it was moving up but i think I, i'm i'd rather get some people healed up uh i'd rather get you know some rest i, I would rather healthy bodies than complete uh you know just everybody's uh, uh, you know, keep the momentum going because I think you, you kind of fall apart and everybody gets injured. Uh, at least that's me, right? It's a good place to take a bye in this one. Played, uh, was it five games? Have a bye. I like it. Yeah, because you don't want to be in that situation where you get a bye super early in the season or super yeah. late in the season yeah. in order for, you know, your guys to, to get that rest and stuff. And if we can continue that momentum after the bye week, uh, I feel like, like, Latrell's not a not a lucky buy after the bye week kind of <laughs> kind of guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you continue that after the bye week, then you can pick up some steam uh, down the stretch because we're we're on the other half of the season now. We've got six more games left in the in the regular season, and we're hoping to use that momentum to um, exploit other teams, figure out what they can do, what they can't do, and then figure out about ourselves, right? What on can and can't do. Um, and then either either work on it, be more creative with our play calling, which has been uh, a problem in the past, and then letting other people step up. And I think that's kind of what we've been seeing with with the receivers. 
beginning in the, the Memphis game where we saw improvements in the, on the offenses. We saw other receivers start to step up. Uh, Jordan Smart, Roderick Burns, uh, Jair Shorter finally getting on a, on a tear. And um, that's what we uh, hope to see is that you can just throw it up for Shorter and he'll make something happen. Yeah, I think that they've used them in goal line situations or like red zone, red zone plus, you know, situations where you can throw it up and you can beat a guy, you can get touchdown, right? So we don't need a whole lot of great execution. That is execution. I want to give them credit for that. But we don't need like, all right, we're down at the two. We have to come up with a short yardage uh, package. Uh, full credit to the team, though. Uh, you know, we were talking about the fourth and one and them not getting it. Uh, after the second Tejada interception, he returns it down to the one or the two yard line. They punched it in from right there, right? You know, you, you don't talk about those easy ones because they're easy. Uh, you only talk about them when they mess up, right? Uh, it, so, like, it, again, October is a murderer's row. Louisiana Tech, after the bye week, uh, you're at home. But you got, uh, you know, UTSA, Western Kentucky. Two teams I think are very good. We saw them play last week in San Antonio. Good game, 31-28 uh, was the final. UTSA won. I think the thing that you saw there was that neither of the teams, neither the team's defenses could stop the other team's very good offenses when they needed to. Um, you know, like it was uh, just guys moving the ball basically whenever they wanted. Um, you know, uh, Frank Harris is a, is a good quarterback. He's a mobile quarterback. He has an unorthodox throw, but he'll find a guy when he needs to find a guy. They have three wide receivers that can do damage. Uh, was it Zakari Franklin as the other dude Cephas and the other guy Clark? Um, they can all score touchdowns. I think the three of them still are the three leaders in um, in uh, what is it like receiving yards? Let me look at it. I'm looking at it right now. I feel like Franklin's been there since 2010. Yeah, in terms of yards per game, it's uh, DeCorian Clark number one. Then a Western Kentucky guy, Daywood Day, was very good. Then Zachary Franklin, UTSA guy. And then there's a middle Tennessee dude. And then down there's uh, Josh, Joshua Cephas, UTSA guy. So, you know, three dudes in the top five in terms of yards per game. Um, but I guess, you know, like the, the good news is that we held, uh, what's his name, LeJonte Wester, right? He has eight touchdowns. I think he scored against us, if I remember right. But we pretty much held him for the most part uh, in, in the FAU game. I like sort of where we're going, but I think that we're we're not going to be able to rely on the defense to do a lot of scoring, uh, you know, like the way they did last week. But what we need them to do, to continue to do, is get some turnovers. That is what we need, right? Um, you had an interception against Memphis. You had two interceptions and almost a couple more against uh, FAU. Um, Louisiana Tech will throw you. They'll throw an interception here and there. You know, they're not perfect. They're not perfect passers. So please continue to help out uh, Mr. Ani over there, buddies. Uh, let me see. How many? Yeah, and, and that defense is, is growing. Uh, I know it hasn't looked great um, because of injuries and because, you know, a guy like Tahada was just pushed into a starting role. Um, I don't know, before he was ready maybe. <laughs> but um, as as burnt as he's gotten and as beaten as he's gotten in, in some of these games, he's, he's maintained and he's stayed in there and he hasn't just, you know, just given up. We still see him out there and he showed us last week that he could, um, when the other quarterback makes mistakes, he's there to, to 
uh, be in the right place, right time. And I think that's that's part of that growth where maybe previously he's just trying to scramble to get keep the guy from catching passes. That now he's in a in a better position and to succeed. I don't know if it's it's player growth or or Phil Bennett uh, changing the scheme a little bit to help him out a little bit. I, again, I didn't get to watch the game, um, but. Uh, you know, we, you want that to continue. You want them to be confident and aggressive to be able to get those turnovers. So here, here's the good news, right? I think all those are good points. Here's the good news, right? Uh, those are good points except the one where you said you didn't watch the game. You know, you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matthew Downing came in. Uh, I, guess, I think he was a TCU transfer. Let me look it up right here. Yeah, TCU transfer. I was right. He played. He started at Missouri. He threw a touchdown, but he also threw three interceptions. And they were pretty terrible interceptions. Uh, so he, you know, he threw an interception in that one, and then he hasn't really played since. He threw like three passes against SFA, and it was just kind of cleanup duty. They've been playing Parker McNeil, um, so he came in against uh, Missouri, threw a couple touchdown passes. Right, all right, this is our dude against SFA. He throws three scores against one interception. Fine. Against Clemson, he throws a touchdown pass, also two interceptions. They're like, fine, whatever. Good defense. Let's see how we're doing against South Alabama. Well, in that one, he throws four interceptions uh, against two to the good, right? They get blown out against South Alabama. Not a good loss. Um, and then, you know, he throws four TDs against UTEP. But we saw UTEP. They're not very stout defensively. Uh, my, my point in all this is that Louisiana Tech will turn the ball over, right? They have some guys that are happy to throw interceptions. Uh, I looked this up right now, and it looks like that Parker McNeil leads the the league in interceptions thrown, like in in a bad way. You know, it's not it's not a good thing to to lead this. Uh, he has seven. He's tied with guess who, Austin Oni, <laughs> and uh, and then T.J. McMahon from Rice. You know, so there you go. Uh, you know, but you know Austin Reed. Austin again. When he's talking about him, Austin Reed leads the the league in, in touchdown passes. And Cozy Perry, 15 scores for the good. We played against him, right? He, you know, we picked him off twice. By the way, Asanani is uh, at 15 scores also. Very high. <laughs> I mean, to Asanani's defense, he threw about half of those interceptions in the last <laughs> two games. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, he did. And uh, I, th- th- that's the thing, right? Is that like um, he's thrown an interception in three straight. Not good, but it was like two two picks against UNLV. Not good. Some of that was a little later when he was kind of stretching and that like the tip one and he intercepted and returned all the way. That was unfortunate, right? But the Memphis ones are vet were were very bad to you know borderline borderline terrible you know uh, cost us the game kind of deal. You can make a good argument that he cost us the game in that one, right? Um, the interception against FAU that came earlier. Not good, especially considering he only threw twenty passes, right? My, my whole uh, keep him, keep him throwing a, a, a low number of passes. Uh, here it is, right? He threw twenty nine against UTEP, three scores, right to the good. And I think friend of the show Greg was talking about, like, hey, he was completing good on third downs. He was very good against Southern Miss. He threw two interceptions, but he also threw, you know, against twenty nine on twenty nine passes, right? Very low completion percentage. 20, only 20 attempts against Texas Southern, four TDs, good times. It's a lot of that, as you might guess, is a function of how well we're running the ball. Uh, 29 passes against UNLV, 
I think those was two late interceptions. So it was good. It was trending good. Then we were losing. He had to chuck the ball around. Memphis, 49 attempts. FAU, only 20 attempts. Right? And he has a 3-to-1 touchdown interception ratio. So pitch count. I like Ani pinch count. Pitch count. I keep saying pinch. Pitch count. Uh, I mean, take a look at some other stats. On third, you know, third down. He's uh, he's had, he's pretty solid, but he's thrown four of his interceptions on third down. You know, obviously we're having to throw, or we're having to throw on third down. And then you look, uh, when when else is he throwing? Uh, well, third down, one to three yards to go, three interceptions. Some of those have been terrible ones. Um, you know, there you go. He's he's not good enough to say we'll throw the ball seventy times. You know, and uh, like very air raid style deal, and we'll be good. That's not us. We're run, we're running team. We need to run the team, uh, run the ball to be a good team, and uh, that needs to happen, right? Like our our per carry average is third in the league at five, uh, five yards a tote. UAB FAU are the ones above us, right? We're very good at running the ball. We need to continue running the ball. Uh, that and that's about it. Yeah, that that's all of it. Louisiana Tech in terms of stopping these kinds of things. Uh, I forget what the numbers are. Let me look it up. Uh, They're very bad. <laughs> yeah, rushing defense. Louisiana Tech is way down there. Like you got to scroll down. You know, you got to you click the scroll. You get one of those old scroll wheels. You got to do that. Um, they're tenth in the league, averaging 220 yards a game allowed. But look, you know, my favorite stat is the yards allowed against uh, per carry. Right, 5.54. So I think the game plan very clearly should be and will be. Let's run the ball at these dudes. And let, if Louisiana Tech wants to come up and I want to bring some safeties down, you know, let's do a max protect and let's chuck it up to, to shorter. Let's get a touchdown. And then when they say, all right, let's go back to two high safeties because we don't want that to happen, then we run the ball again. Some more, some more, some more. Uh, that's it. It's very it's, it's very much Dallas Cowboys offense right now with, with Cooper Rush. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and wait, wait, me. I forgot you're you're a Colts fan, so you like watching Matt Ryan uh, retire <laughs> <exact>. himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like watching a chicken with his head cut off, but the slowest chicken you've ever seen. <laughs> it's like, oh, that chicken is something wrong. <laughs> All right, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play you guys this. One. It's the Happy Fight song, and then I'm gonna get Aldo back here because uh, I have to call him back. Okay, we're back. We're back. We just had to do a commercial break. <laughs> I'm back, everybody. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, like I said, this this is this weirdness where I had to call him and call him again. It's uh, it's all part of uh, uh, the weirdness that we had earlier trying to connect. So we had to, you know, it's it's very much like phone wire, uh, uh, you know, like rabbit ears, like trying to stand up and then like hold it still. Like, <laughs> do not move from there. Move to the left. Yeah. Uh, all right. So like, you know, back back to what I was saying. I don't think uh, I don't think the game plan should be anything different than than very conservative. Uh, you know, it should be run the ball. Just stick with what works, right? We don't need to get. There's a difference between being clever and like creative, and then being like too crazy, right? We need to run the ball, right? We're very good at running the ball. However, uh, teams can limit our effectiveness at running the ball if they a know where we're gonna run, how we're gonna run, and with whom we're gonna run it with, right? So. Once they start setting up and they and they start you know cheating a little bit, that's the time to fake it that way and do something else, right? And there's lots of ways to do that. That's what makes football fun. It's maybe you you line up in a formation that you think is uh, going to give away, right? Give away the 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 secret sauce, and then you run it the other way. Like everybody knows Navy is going to run, right? Everybody knows Army is going to run, but it's hard to stop them from run, right? The the whole offense is designed about getting you off balance. When you're like, okay, it's just assignment football. We'll get them there. Then they switch it up, right? They mess with your assignments. Um, it's just, you know, like take out the quarterback. They, they mess you up that way. Uh, and they like to throw it around every once in a while, right? It just really mess you up. So you can, you can go all in on one aspect, like the extremes of it. You can throw the ball 75 times, yeah, and be very effective win a football game. You can run it 75 times, same kind of deal. I don't think you can run it 75 times. It's just impossible because of the clock, but... You can run it all the times and not throw a pass. When we say clever, we mean, hey, um, let's not, you know, give away <laughs> the secret, right? We're go- we're not good enough to say we're gonna run it over you and call him out and say this defensive end, we're gonna knock you on your ass and we're gonna run right where you used to be, that away for a touchdown. It's not that it's not gonna happen, but we can still run the ball effectively. We still have talent, but let's get them in positions where they can succeed. You know, yeah, and, that, and that's when we talk about when we when we complain about creativity, is that you know we expect those gaps to be there and just run up that gap that that we're expected to have, and then just run into a wall of defenders, and not changing that, not disguising the play, maybe run a counter, maybe run an outside play, um, or maybe run a boot that that looks like it's going to be a run, but you you, you toss it to Marquise Gums. Um, so that's, that's where the creativity, creativity comes in. Yeah. LaTeX is going to try to stop the run because we're so good at it. That's our best aspect, you know, and force Ani to pl- uh, pass the ball, which would, would be where things can go a little awry. So if we can maintain the, the ideal scenario is being able to maintain the ground game and just run and run and run and run and run and pass when we need to, some of those high percentage plays, you know, a screenplay or short hitch or a cross. Um, what what LaTeX wants to do is is force us into a long passing situation by defending the run well and putting the ball in Ani's hands to go downfield and and make a play. Which again, you said you mentioned that on third down, third and long, he throws a lot of interceptions, and that's what we want to avoid. Uh, well, yeah, it was actually third and short, which is weird, but uh, yeah, I mean, oh. it's a, I think it's it's sort of the same thing, right? Like, um, you look at Louisiana Tech, and you say, okay, well, you know, 
if you're losing a tech campaign, what can you do well? Like what 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 can we do to stop North Texas? We can uh, stop the run. It's number one, right? Number one uh, off uh, part of the offense for North Texas running the ball. Stop the run. How can we do that effectively and then not get beat over the top, right? Because we know they're going to try to get shorter one on one. So they're talking up their corners on technique and and defending that you know fade route, being in the right spot, fighting with shorter that kind of thing. They're also looking at Ani and trying to figure out where he throws the worst balls. They're like, okay, he throws this fade nicely this way, but sometimes he can get crazy when we force force him into like you know four wide sets, uh, or you know like it's a clear pass play. He that's where he, he's not so great. So if we can get him to that point, then we feel good about these coverages, right? Now it's on film. We know where he threw the interceptions against uh, UNLV, against Memphis, and even FAU, right? Um, so they're going to create more of those situations. They say, okay, well, let's not give them one-on-ones and have a corner get beat by two steps the way Shorter was beating them. Uh, if we can stay step for step, we give ourselves a chance, right? So they're working on those kinds of things. They're working on making it hard for Ronnie, obviously, the way you have to do, right? Um, what I'm, I'm trying to figure out, Louisiana Tech's... Uh, Offense while I'm while I'm talking here, uh, you know, because like who do, who are they throwing it to is what I was good at. Uh, they still have Smoke Harris again, who is now in his twenty uh, seventh season um, <laughs> as a as a Louisiana Tech one. It's only been he's still a junior. <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's in his fifth year and he is a junior, and uh, he's thus far caught four touchdowns. They balance it around. Uh, I was gonna mention like you know they they're they're doing a little bit more air raidy type stuff. From what I've seen, I haven't watched a whole lot of them, but I, you know, I watched them a little bit. Uh, they've hit a couple dudes for long passes. Uh, their tight end has 20 grabs for 403 yards. Uh, Smoke Harris is 20 grabs for 205 yards, four scores. They they balance their 13 scores uh, among like four or five people, right? Three's three for for a bear, uh, three for Harris, uh, four for Smoke Harris. There's two Harrises on the team, and then two for Cyrus Allen. Um, you know, I think it was at one, two, three, four, five, six different wide receivers, like wide receivers in, in position name have caught passes. Uh, four guys have caught at least double digit passes. And then one has six. They spread it around, right? It, like I said, it's, it's very air raidy and then they want to get the ball out uh, to a lot of different people in space and then let them go make a play like three different running backs, four different running backs have caught a pass. Uh, I got to say that that t- those tight end stats are Incredible. Uh, the tight end is averaging with on 20 receptions. He's averaging 20 yards per catch. How big is that guy? Uh, he's six, three, uh, like 230 pounds. Like he's a big guy. Okay, yeah. So yeah. Move, move tight end. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, uh, that's the thing is like, a, it's like a modern air raid kind of deal. It's not like air raid of the two thousands, but you know, the thing about the air raid, right? It was designed that why you think why cross or why whatever, uh, that was a tight end. It was originally like a tight end running those routes. And then like Mike Leach said, okay, let's make it a wide receiver. Right. And then they had the little, little slot guy there. Uh, but yeah, it's and, and you've seen it around. in our offense as well with, with Farkey Scums and um, Jordan Roberts, Jake Roberts. Yeah. The snake. Uh, what am I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find us now. Where, where's our, I want to just for comparison's sake, right. Where are we uh, in terms of like spreading the ball around? Uh, we have a couple tight ends catching the ball. We have one, two, three, four. We have five with double digit, but no, we, they have like 20, 20, 20, right? We have 22 catches for Roderick Burns, 13 for Shorter, 11 for Gums, Jake Roberts, 12. 
but he's only uh, getting like 12 yards uh, per catch, right? Where the other guy's getting like 20 yards per catch. It's kind of ridiculous. You can say we're, we're getting our deepest throws to our wide receivers, right? Um, you know, in terms of like average per catch, I'm kind of looking while I'm talking. Macklin, obviously, he is, he's only caught like deep passes basically, right? 26 yards per catch. Shorter and Burns at 18 yards a catch. Gums is at Which is yeah. very good. Yeah, Gums is at 15. Uh, and this one's a little um, uh, misleading here, right? We don't, you know, we, we throw the ball deep to Shorter, to Burns, and to Macklin. Like, th- there's not a whole lot of yak yards there. But Gums has caught short passes, like two-yard passes, and turned up field, right? That's that's where he gets a lot of his yards. And that's why I think we all we all like him, right? I think everybody's stats would be better <laughs> if, you know, Ani was more accurate. <laughs> and I don't mean that to be like, uh, duh, but um, a, a lot of times our receivers have been open or in a position to catch the ball, yeah. um, mostly uncontested, uh, but they've just been off target. So our, I, I'm excited about our receivers and, and the work they've been doing and, and how well they've they've been looking on the field, even though they haven't been able to connect with, with Ani. Yeah, so here's where I sort of want to highlight it, right? Like the top three receivers for Louisiana Tech have three have twenty plus catches each, right? And it's like four receptions a game, five receptions a game, four receptions a game for the top three, and then it goes like two, two and a half, one, right? They they spread it around a little bit. Our top guys twenty two, and then then sort of split, uh, you know, ten. It's kind of spread out a little bit, but three and a half receptions a game for Rod Burns. Uh, 2.6 receptions for Jerry Shorter, you know, and then one and a half for Macklin. That's that tracks, right? Only nine total receptions. Uh, Macklin's not getting the ball every game. I'd like to see Macklin get four catches a game. You know, let's put the ball in his hands. Uh, you know, like four receptions a game. That means once a quarter, we're at least getting him the ball. Uh, yeah. yeah, let let's let's make that the plan. And you know, I, I know we have a lot of running backs um, that we we're trying to spread it out to, but. I really like what Macklin's doing, and I feel like we can get more yardage more quickly if we give him the yeah, ball. Yeah, and Jordan Smart as well. Yeah, Smart's done a lot of stuff. I know they tried to get the ball to uh, Kaylon Horton. He scored a touchdown running already. Uh, that's been nice, you know. Um, you know, obviously we we're very good at running the ball. Um, our top yard getter has been a Deji, uh, but didn't he fumble like twice? Or was it Ragsdale? I can't even remember now. We don't fumble the ball. Uh, well, Adeji did, right? He did. Let me see. Where is? Yeah, he he had the two fumbles, right? Um, and they were they're pretty bad. <laughs> I was saying, I think he's maybe shortened up the depth chart uh, on his own. You know, he he's been hitting big plays, but that was not good. Um, you know, Attaways are. <laughs> we got a little bit of a like again Dallas Cowboys. We got a little bit of Zeke Elliott, um, Tony Pollard kind of deal. Where like I feel like. Attaway's there to just kind of butter everybody up, get the tough yards, right? You block it up for three yards, he's getting three and four yards. But yeah, he's a big tall back. Yeah, and then everybody else, they're they're, you know, if it's blocked up for, you know, three yards, they'll get the three. But if it's blocked up for seven, then they're getting thirty and forty. Um, you know. All that to say is that I think a day's had big plays ability. Ragsdale's been good. I mean, Attaway can, you know, he can get loose. Uh, and he can he can beat people there. We got a lot of good guys. I, I don't think we we heaven forbid we had to lose one of these guys. I don't think that would be the worst situation. They all bring good things, but you can see that Adway has a lot of talent. 
Uh, he's been getting the ball. I'd like, the most. To, I'd like to see the the difference between our guys and and their running backs. Like you want to see their running backs? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Uh, who they got? They're they're leading. Uh, 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 ball runner, Marquise Crosby, fifty nine carries, three hundred twenty three yards per tote. Uh, a, a total tote per tote is five point four seven with three scores. Uh, but he's only getting about like twelve yards a kick. I don't know what what's his game log, this dude, because he's been. I don't really remember him doing a whole lot. Yeah, it, a lot of this came in the second week when he just put up two hundred yards against uh, Stephen F. Austin, and then the rest. Oh, yeah. yeah, the rest it's been spot work. He he had a he had a good game against UTEP, but again, so UTEP not a good team. Stephen F. Austin not a good team. That's where he's done most of his damage. Everywhere else, it's been a struggle fest. And that, that's about how I, because I, I was like, I don't remember him doing a whole lot. There's not a yeah, whole that's lot. That's insane. Yeah. Not a whole lot going on uh, for, for them. And and I think this, this has a lot to do with, one, it's by choice. They're not really running a whole lot. They're not really emphasizing it. Uh, they're, they're more happy to pass it and get yards that way. I think this is a chance. For our defense, right? So I guess what's the challenge? The challenge for our defense is tackling in space. We've seen too often that uh, we'll say say his name, Deshaun Gaddy, missing tackles in space, looking to blow some dudes up. Whiffs, touchdown, right? And just like I said, they're gonna they're gonna uh, scout up Ani and say what are the positions that he uh, from which that he likes to you know throw interceptions. Let's give him more of those looks. Uh, same thing with Gaddy. You're like, you know what? He's good in these areas, but he's bad doing this, that, and the other. So number one, tackling in space. They're gonna we're gonna see a lot more smoke routes and maybe even a smoke route to smoke errors. Where they're gonna say, Go tackle in space, Gaddy, until we think that you you have it wrapped up. If you remember, was it Nate Brooks? He had, he was he was starting to bite on double moves, and so then he saw a steady diet of double moves the rest for next season and a half. All season yeah, long, you would yeah. not be a good offensive play caller if you're not saying, you know, the guy that got beat <laughs> by double moves, we need to call one of those in the first, you know, we'll, we'll <laughs> pencil that in, double move. Uh, yeah, you have to. So he's going to get that. This is a chance for him to to show, you know, what he can do. He's done really well uh, in the past couple of weeks against Memphis, against FAU, doing, you know, guard, man-to-man stuff. He's been tackling in space and other areas. He's been very good. But he's been whiffing. He whiffed against FAU on some of those tackles, like just the little short stuff, right? Coming up to make a tackle um, on a little short route. You got to be able to make those. Uh, same thing. There was like 42. I forget that guy's name. Um, uh, but he, he was he whiffed on that one, too. Again, they were trying to blow somebody up. Just go make a tackle, man. Bring them down. Especially in that situation, like into the first half. I know you didn't see that, so I'm describing it. Um, into the first half. Make a tackle there, right? Like, that's where you make them drive the whole way. Uh, but FAU ends up scoring there, and then kind of North Texas, like, you know, you're feeling kind of uneasy. I think that's also why a lot of people left in the game. Um, you know, it's a chance for uh, the defense to show they can tackle in space. They're going to get a lot of, uh, they're going to they're gonna get a lot of work. Um, it's also a chance for the defensive line to get to the, to the, to the passer, and I mean, like we said, it's a chance for everybody to get some interceptions, get your numbers up. Um, you know, the worst case is that Louisiana Tech carves you up, and this is you know them ge- being unlocked, and it's a little bit like UTEP where they're tearing us up. I mean, like them versus UTEP where they're tearing us up, and moving the ball well. Um, we needed to be 
Um, we need to we need to play like we like for me is the FAU game is very very much the 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 guidepost right now. I thought they did very well against a team that was um, very similar to us, right? Louisiana Tech is very similar to us, but in an unfavorable way. Like they're they sort of meet our level, but they're just a little bit less talented in my mind. Does that make sense? I think, in conversely, they have a lot of gaps in talent that will allow us to succeed. I mean, I, I, I guess in what you're, are you trying to say that it could go either way? Well, yeah. It was, what I'm saying is that like, there's there's similar teams, but I think we have the advantage, right? We have just a little bit more talent than they do. Um, whereas, like, yeah, especially on the ground, it, we we have better receivers, but we're not getting it to them. Where we're going to beat them is on the ground. Uh, and that's where they're going to try to stop us. And we're going to try to stop them through the air. Um, I think if we see anything on defense, it's I'm hoping it's going to be more of like a bend, don't break kind of thing, um, at least in the in the defensive backfield, um, trying to keep everything in front of us and force a field goal or, or you know, play the uh, field game. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is that, like, just just make tackles in space, right? That's what we want. Just make some tackles in space. Uh, don't. Don't try to get the big, big blow them up play. Uh, like, yeah, go for interceptions, be aggressive that way, but don't, uh, don't leave, you know, don't leave your technique behind just because you're going to try to go interception. And I think they've done a good job in doing that, right? I thought dudes are sticking to their, their targets against Memphis, and I thought that was great. Uh, we are six, six point favorites, by the way. That's what I was looking up here. So I don't I have this feeling of it could be close like like what the betting line is a touchdown or if it goes our way we can just blow them out of the water. And I'm hoping as a UNT fan that we get our mojo and we just absolutely blow them out of the water that Oscar uh Attaway or AU Adeyi has a a 150-yard game <laughs> yeah. multiple touchdowns. That's what I'm hoping for. Ani gets a get some good runs in there, and uh, Shorter gets another touchdown. I, I want to see Jordan Smart. I want to see Macklin succeed. Uh, so I want to see some something out of them as well. This is the first game against an FBS opponent that we've been favored in. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, we were three point dogs at home to FAU, uh, and that's what I'm saying. That 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 tracks, right? FAU was a little bit. Better. They were playing a lot of teams a little bit better, but there was a lot of similarities in, in that one. They had a quarterback with talent that would turn the ball over, uh, a defense that was solid but made mistakes, uh, an offense that could move the ball, but again, you know, not necessarily when you needed them to. And you saw a lot of that there. They're evenly matched, and then North Texas kind of pulled away a little bit. Uh, in this one, again, sort of similar. I think that you have, you just laid it out, right? They can throw the ball pretty well. We can run the ball pretty well, but also our like our, our passing game is kind of opened up a little bit with the with the emergence of the receivers. And I mean, it's uh, Ani playing better. Um, I think he'll be able to do some of the same things we saw last couple weeks, last three four weeks, and that for that I'm excited. Uh, I think also we're we'll we'll be able to run the ball a little bit better. What's the key then, right? If we can do all that, what's the key? Don't turn the ball over. No interceptions. Definitely none for it for touchdowns. <laughs> no pick sixes. Is that the least we can ask yeah, for? Yeah, yeah. No Audie, pick no pick sixes now. <laughs> oh man, you know this is my favorite. Um, so then, like, 
it's a, you have that situation, and then everywhere else, right? Like, keep up the clever play calling. And again, that doesn't mean get ridiculous. We don't need a fumble ruski on the first play of the game. We just need like I, I like getting Kalen Horton the ball and like you know moving, make, getting playmakers the ball in in space, making the defense think more than you're thinking. That's good. That's good stuff, right? We had a series of Wild Eagle. That was good. Um, there was no bad snaps that I can remember. There might have been one when I wasn't looking, uh, but I don't remember a bad snap. That that's been a, a big thing. And then again, defensively, just just be practical. Um, keep the ball in front of you. Make a good tackle. Don't blow anybody up. Um, and I think we'll have success. I think we'll be able to get to to Parker McNeil. What a name! And then I think we'll be able to. He'll, he'll throw us an interception. I'm gonna call. He's gonna throw us two of them. Right? He just wants to. And Tahad is hungry, and he's on his game right now. And I feel like he's gonna get. He's gonna get one. I, I just call it right now. That's my bold prediction. Locked. Here we go. He called yeah. it. Um, what else we got? Uh let's see. Do we have this? Breaking news. Breaking news. Yeah, we're gonna get two interceptions. That's I'm calling it right now. <laughs> two? Yeah. My goodness. Two, two interceptions. Somebody's, I'm feeling greedy. <laughs> Uh, uh, what what else do we get? Uh, that's I mean that's that's from what I, what I could tell there. So like I mean here's a good again. We'll be the top of the the league. I like that, and it gives us for one more week. Yeah, for one more week, and then then it then it gets rough, right? Then we play at uh, at UTSA big game October twenty second. That should be a tough one, right? Because they're a good team. They're gonna be hungry, but we sort of insulated ourselves because if we lose that game. Then we sort of get another shot at them, right? Right, like at least at that point, right? Season ends at, at that time. UTSA would be, let's see, let's assume we win, and let's assume they win this week. Three and O teams going to that San Antonio game, and then we lose. Okay, so we're we're three and one, and they're four and O. UAB is one and one at the at the current moment. And who does UAB have? They they're home against Charlotte. I think they're going to win that one. Then they travel to Western Kentucky. That's a game they could very well lose because Western Kentucky has talent. They're very good. Um, again, that's, that's one of those things that I think that Western's very good. They can beat you, and then the UAB is going there. It's going to be at Western. Uh, it's on a Friday night. It's one of those weird games. UAB, uh, at least their fan base, they don't like their, their play calling, all kinds of other stuff. That's one where UAB is going to need to score a little bit more. They're going to maybe stretch their abilities a little bit. Maybe they, Maybe they falter. Right. And so then when we play a UAB, you know, we have some room, right? So they beat us, whatever, but they've already had a couple losses, right? It's why we got to take care of business, so to speak, against teams that are beatable right now. Uh, but I, I definitely think we need a split between UAB and UTSA if we have designs on winning this league. Um, again, yeah, we have to. Yeah. We have to. And then, uh, you know, that Western game, we have a Western game, um, the 29th. That's a huge game, too. That's on the road. Same deal. They. They can score. Was it again? Austin Reed? He can deal. Uh, they're very dangerous. Um, I think that's a potential blowout game. I don't know if they can stop our run game, uh, just because we're very good running the ball, and they might not be good enough to stop our pass game either. Uh, but you know, we'll stop ourselves. We we like to help people out with that way. Hey, hey, you look like you need some help. Here's some computer assistance. <laughs> Interception. At worst, we need to finish out the season three and three. Because that would be, you know, no conference game, but maybe conference title game, or but but at least a uh, bull berth. They'll leave us at six and six. 
so that would be losses to UTSA, Western Kentucky, and UAB. Wins against uh, Rice, FIU, and I can't remember the other one. It doesn't matter. Um, uh, out of those three losses, yeah. UTSA, Western Kentucky, UAB, I feel UAB would be our best bet for winning something that we shouldn't be winning. Yeah, so we basically have three easy games, six games left, like you said, right? Tech, FIU, and then Rice, sort of, are the easy games. And by easy, you know, like say we're speaking relatively. I think Louisiana Tech is right there with us in terms of talent and all the other things. All things considered, they're very, it's not, you know, nobody's just uber talented. It's also Conference USA. That's the case anyway. Um, you know, like we said anybody can beat anybody. We beat the, you know, we beat UTSA last year. Um, and then, like, UAB was very good, basically had UTSA beat. That same UAB team, they had lost to Rice, right? This Rice team is, is pretty solid when they want to be. Rice is very good. You got to worry about them. The only team that I'm like, look, if we lose to this team, just fire everybody, everybody just quit. Just, just, just fold the program. And that's FIU because they're terrible. Um, yeah, and so uh, what else we got? Do we have the schedule all the way out to the season? We have it to November 5th. We got the whole thing on here. Just a little list of, list of things. Uh, Rice at North Texas. That final week, right, UAB is going to be traveling to Louisiana Tech. Maybe, you know, you never know what's going to happen there. Western Kentucky is going to be taking on FAU that final week uh, while we're, um, you know, hosting Rice in that game. I'm saying Rice plays, uh, UTSA plays at Rice November 19th. That's a game they can maybe lose. Uh, you, you're wondering if, you know, UTSA is going to lose. That's one they can lose. Uh, and I'm looking for, like, UAB and UTSA. Here it is. November 5th, UTSA at UAB. Um, you know, that's 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 a big game there. That could decide a lot of things, right? UAB's already slipped up. They can't slip up again. Western's already slipped up. They can't really slip up again. We play both of those teams, right? We can maybe stand a loss to one of them, but then we're going to need the other one to slip up again, right? So Western's already played. Um, they already played UTSA, right? So when they play, what did I say? Um... UAB, that's going to be a big one. The November 12th game against Rice, it's going to be a big one. Western plays FAU. They don't think they play UAB this time. And I know nobody can see this, so it doesn't really sound interesting. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is that like we we need this is we need to get these games right here because we're gonna need we're gonna need help. It's gonna be a grind a little, you know later on. Um, you know, I'd like to I'd like to win the league outright. Obviously, that'd be my number one goal if I could had my druthers. And then conference championship game, whatever, right? You want both. But I want to win the league outright. Um, I think that just, it just does a lot for you. You can also hang the banner just for that if you want. Um, we're, everything we think about this team, we are still right there. We have everything in front of us. Uh, you know, 2-0 and in the league. You take on a, a, a team that's, you know, you you can beat you you think you should be it's at home, that's all good, and then you're you're set up to beat these to play these teams at least that uh, you can beat you know you can pull out of uh, an upset against UTSA, they're down they're a little bit more down than they were, uh, and then you can you know you can coach your ass off uh, you know coaching staff, earn your salary earn your extensions that that'll be <laughs> it if you want to set it up for um, you know <laughs> I guess a message board fight. It's that. Should Seth Trail keep his job? Well, if he wins the Conference USA, 
uh, you know, in the final year, having beat UTSA in the Alamo Dome, um, and then beat Western Kentucky in Bowling Green. You know, on years they were both very good. The, the two defending uh, uh, Conference USA Championship game participants. You're like, hey, well, good job, Seth. <laughs> you know, that, I mean, you got to give him, you got to give him what he what he deserves, and you know, the, he earned some more respect, or whatever, like that, but. I, I don't know. Do you see it any other way? It all safe. Can you, finally. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, like that's the knock, right? It's like, you know what? It's it's, it's kind of like saying, like, your your teacher's like, you know what? I don't know. Like your test score, I mean, you know, like, your test scores leading up to the final are pretty bad. Your homework looks like crap. You don't really, you know, it doesn't sound when you ask questions. You don't need to ask questions, number one. And it also doesn't sound. You just pace in the classroom <laughs> shaking your head. <laughs> it sounds like you don't know what you're talking about, right? So. I think you don't know the material, you know, and you're like, what? It's outrageous. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's hard. I just, I feel like you don't know it, but you get a chance, right? We got a final, you get it. There's an essay portion. You knock it out of the park. I mean, what else is there to say? You pass the class or you don't, right? So that, that's what it is. These are the elements of passing this class. Uh, is it, <laughs> can you beat UTSA on the road? Can you beat Louisiana Tech this week? Can you beat Western on the road? And if you can do all that, uh, and then, you know, again, UAB on the road, just three tough, just gigantic games as, you know, in relative size, relative to the conference. Uh, that's something to be, you know, praised and rewarded. That's it. So, so do, you, do you either not get fired at the end of this season <laughs> and then get to play out the next season? Yeah, that's basically it. But no extension? Yeah, I mean, look, look. That's again, that's what we're saying, right? I feel like we're just saying, look, I feel like you don't know the material, Seth. And he's like, what? Why do you say I don't know the material? Well, here's your final exam, right? Can you win the conference right here? Yeah, we think you don't. You can't. We think you can't. We think that all the setup is not going to just really work for you. But if you can run the table, you're a conference. You're the conference champs. That's it. That's. It. I mean, you know, the regular season champs and you know, conference championship game is something different. But if you run the table here, Tech, UTSA, Western, FIU, UAB, Rice, your regular season champs right there. Um, that's what they do in basketball. They will get a banner for doing that, right? You will earn something for having done so. Uh, and I think that would look better than the Western uh, Division Championship that he has, right? I don't know that we celebrate that anywhere in the stadium. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can look around there and see if it see if it's anywhere. Do we celebrate that? <laughs> we say, hey, you know, uh, you see the statue of Mean Joe? Can we scoot that over? Because we got this Western <laughs> Division Championship banner that we want to hang. This banner, just drape it over, Joe. <laughs> Hold this, Joe. Uh, I mean, yeah, right. So what we're gonna do is, you know, if we win that, I would feel like that is just a, a clean. I mean, obviously, be a clean sweep of it. That would be something to be very proud of. Championship game is sort of a hit or miss kind of deal. I think it's important. I don't want to give it up, but I'm just saying, if you do that, would you be impressed? Would you would you hire a coach or keep a coach that had done that for your program? I would be impressed. I would not, based on the last seven seasons, would not keep. Say you're like the you're like the Marshall AD, right? He's like, come here, Doc Holiday. I know you you were ranked. <laughs> You lost one game. I can't have it. <laughs> can't do it, buddy. It's it's just you know it doesn't work for me. Uh, where's I'm looking for I'm looking for something real quick. Uh, so 
You'll need to talk, right? He's trying to order championship banners, or excuse me, Western Western <laughs> Division banners. Well, I was looking for a tattoo artist. I was like, you know, can I get? You think I can get that on on me right here, Just on my back right here, Western Division champ? Uh, I'm looking for when they have it scheduled. Because I, I realize I'm doing a lot of talking about the championship game, and I had always assumed that we are playing a championship game. And now I'm starting to think that we're not, and I can't remember why I thought that we were. You know what I'm saying? And so I think there's still a championship game. That's kind of how I figure it, but I don't see it listed anywhere. Uh, I thought you I thought you had it for December 2nd. Yeah, I ha- again, I have it. I don't know why I have it. And I'm looking for the, the information that says, yes, we're playing a championship game. Uh, and I, I realize now that I don't know that that's the case. Now, here's the other thing about this, you know, the the league here is that they're not very good. Yeah, okay, here it is. I knew it. I knew it came from somewhere. Friday, December 2nd is, this is for this season, right? Yeah. Friday, December 2nd is the Ryan Conference USA Championship game on CBS Sports Network. Okay. Wasn't crazy. Their website is pretty terrible, Conference USA's website. And I was looking it up, and I was trying to remember why I thought that that was the case, that we play a conference championship game this season. And there it is, confirmed. We will play. There's no, uh, you know, tie-breaking procedures, but I'm assuming that they're going to work like they did before, where it's head-to-head, and then, like, common opponents, and then, you know, this, that, and the other. It's pretty straightforward. Win and you're in. That, that's it. Okay. I'm not crazy. Woo! <laughs> I was like, I'm over here talking yeah. like there's a conference championship game, and then what if there's not, right? Uh, all right, so at least for me, you ask me, right? I'm not as ruthless as, the, as uh, Aldo, I guess. I want to be like, look, dude, you won, then you're in, right? If you win the championship with this team that we didn't think was going to win a championship, uh, you get another season. You get two more seasons on your contract, at least, right? But you get at least another season where we're not going to fire you. Um, and Well, I, I didn't say fire him. I said don't extend him. <laughs> well, Because he's got one more season left in his contract yeah, next season. So I, I think there has to be, you have to have a guy with like at least a couple seasons, right? Just Just for recruiting purposes. So it's like, like you have two or three, but effectively you have one kind of deal. You know what I mean? Like I think right, I think so it, not yeah, lame duck. Yeah, yeah. So it has to be like you get three, but you know the the terms are favorable to the to the employer, and they can fire you without a whole lot of uh, you know debt. Well, I mean, I guess let him test the waters. If he can find something, then that can buy him <laughs> buy him out. Because uh, we've got some pretty fr- uh, a pretty friendly contract for the school. <laughs> If somebody does hire him, you're gonna put him in the put him in the shop window. <laughs> <laughs> hey, check it out. We got a Seth the Trill here. Um, he's pretty good. You want a conference championship? Do you want him? Do you want him? Uh, I mean, yeah, like I said, I think that if you that's what we're asking for. We're asking for wins. Uh, the he's got to bowl games. He hasn't won. Right? Like everybody's like, okay, is it gonna be? Is this what it's gonna be like? We don't see progress. We don't see a clear reason for. The things that are happening. There's no story. There's a lot of like we're gonna be good this year, and then they're not good, and then it's just so back and forth. Right? The defense was just absolutely awful. It's one thing to just be you know come up unlucky, we're like well we're developing a quarterback or developing a system or trying to do this, but that defense two seasons ago was just ridiculously bad. So then you're like well, okay, well, we're gonna fire that guy, the guy I hired to replace the other guy, and now we're gonna get this new guy. And so you're like, okay, okay, I guess. 
but we're not seeing a lot of progress on the offensive side, right? The quarterback situation is basically what it was for the past three seasons. Um, and I know a lot of people saw Jason Bean throw uh, four touchdowns for Kansas, and they're going, you know, we had Jason Bean on the roster. Why is he not throwing four touchdowns for I us? I told y'all. I tried to tell y'all. Um, as it stands, I'm excited about this Tech game. I think uh, we should at least see some entertainment. Um, I, you know, I really got to fix this link right here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the show, uh, the Mingo Nation podcast. This has been the Mingo Nation podcast. You can find us online. Let us know your feedback. You can email the show at podcast at mingreennation.com. Uh, you can email uh, there and address it to me or Aldo or whomsoever whom, you, you'd like, uh, and we'll, we'll kind of you know, direct it appropriately. Um, that's about it. Go Mean Green. Go Mean Green. <laughs>